If you're ready to blast through, defy the odds, and be the 1%, then this is the podcast for you. Welcome to The 1% Life with Johnny Dillon, where you will learn how to master your mind, elevate your sales, and live the 1% life. What's going on, rock stars? Welcome back to another episode of Mindset Monday. I'm your host, peak performance coach and trainer, Joni Dillon, and today we are talking about the fact that you have been lied to. You've been lied to. And I know you have because I've personally witnessed it and seen it happen all over the world. Like, no joke. It is something that is happening in every single sales site, office, telesales, phone center, call center, whatever you want to call it. You've been lied to. And today we're going to really break it down and talk about how you can create that shift to get your game to another level so you can stop playing small if you are or so you can get to that next level of success so you can sell more deals, change more lives, and let's really call it for what it is, make some crazy money. Okay, because that's what this is about. If you are here listening to the 1% life, you know that you are capable of so much more. You know that you can elevate your game to another level, and you know that it's often what's going on between your ears that's the cause of why you're not there. So, rock stars, today we are talking about it, and I'm really going to talk to you about a problem that I see that's so prevalent in the industry and one that I've personally experienced myself. And that's just the fact that people are saying it's a numbers game. And before I really explain what I mean by it's a numbers game, I'm going to take you back to when I first started selling Timeshare back in 2009 because this story is the belief that got stuck in my head that really did impact me in the beginning until I made a radical shift in my thoughts that really did impact my results. So maybe some of you can relate. So I'll never forget a conversation that I had back in 2009 with a awesome sales rep and now a friend of mine named Phil. We're just going to call him Phil or Philly, which is his nickname. So Phil comes up to me and at this point I had like hit a slump. Like I was selling deals left and right. I was the rock star until I wasn't anymore. And Phil says, Joni, come over here. Let me explain to you how this game really works. And he started to tell me about a deck of cards. And he's asking me how many cards are in a deck of cards. Obviously, there are 52. And then he starts to ask me how many aces are in the deck of cards, how many kings and queens and jacks, and then all the other numbers two and three and four, right? So like kind of like the bottom feeders in his, in his explanation, for example. So as he starts to tell me about his theory, which wasn't theory in his mind, it was a fact as to how sales in this industry worked, I started to kind of get it. I was like, oh, so what you're telling me, I only have so many deals and I just have to sift through all the twos and the threes and the fours and all that other stuff that comes with a deck of cards in order to find my aces and maybe my kings I don't know whatever it was I really don't want to even plant this in your head right now and I know that some of you have been told this crazy lie because here's what happens when we choose to take on to take on this lie when we believe that 
sales, this industry is like a deck of cards and we're only looking for our aces and I don't even know what his whole point was. Like, are there kings and queens involved? I don't even know, but I just remembered the aces. And then when I did the math, I was like, well, that's horrible results. Like, it's like, what? I don't even know. Small percentage. <laughs> it's like 7% or something crazy. That's irrelevant right now. When you look at it like that and you choose to believe it's a numbers game, here's what that means. You're giving up control. You're giving up control and you're literally at the mercy of what comes in, in terms of who are your opportunities, what are these people like, what are their situations, circumstances, excuses, or lack of, rather than helping to find, helping them to find a way in. And what happens is you subconsciously start looking for a way to invalidate them invalidate their ability to buy, invalidate the fact that their, their reasons and excuses were why they couldn't buy, as opposed to digging in and making your ace, making your ace. See, there's a real difference between finding your ace and making your ace. And I hope this really clicks for you. So you, you hit, right? You hit for it to show its face. And when it doesn't, or when it isn't an ace and it's obvious that it, they, are not your aces, what happens is they start giving you excuses. They start giving you reasons and as to why they can't do it today, why timing's off, why money's off, all of it. You know what I mean? And then what happens is we start blaming. We start blaming. We use the blame card because it's so much easier to blame them than to take responsibility than to take responsibility. And so what happens also when we look at this, this it, it, look at it as being a numbers game is that we're, we feel like we need more numbers. We need more shots. We need more opportunities. When it's a numbers game, if we're missing opportunities, then we don't have the ability to find our aces, to find our kings, or if those count, I don't know. So you get my point, right? So when the reality is, is for most of us, if we have an uncapped potential as to what we can sell, right? Like you can, if you can't just sell $5,000 deals, let's just say, well, then, then you're capped. Like the most you can sell in one opportunity is a $5,000 deal. But if you can actually sell a $50,000, $100,000 deal and there's value behind it and reason for them doing so, well, then guess what? It only takes one. It only takes one. It only takes one opportunity to make your month. See, then you take the whole numbers game out of the equation. Then it's not, I'm out, I don't have enough shots, leads, whatever you want to call them, people, prospects, potential buyers. I don't even care what the word is for you, right? I mean, you get my point. Then it's not about that because you have the ability to create enough value based on solving a problem and finding a need and connecting the bridge, right? Leading them to that place that it does only take one. And so here's why I love, love, love this school of thought so much better. Isn't it more empowering to believe that you don't need an entire deck of cards to find your aces? Isn't it more empowering to believe that you only need one. I'm not saying you're only getting one shot a month. That's not what I mean. I'm saying that from a mindset perspective, to believe that it doesn't take endless opportunities or more and more opportunities. So if you do have a restriction, like if for some reason things start to slow down, 
you don't have to find a reason to blame why you can't hit your numbers. That's my point, right? And so we've seen that happen to all of us where it's like, oh my God, it's so slow. I'm not getting the, the right number of, you know, conversations and sales presentations, whatever, whatever you want to call it. Like I'm not getting them in because I, I, it's slow for whatever reason. And, and maybe it's beyond your control. Oftentimes it is, right? And so it's much more empowering to actually believe that I don't need to have what I often get in order to hit my numbers. So here's the saying. You've heard this saying before. Whether you believe you can or you believe you can't, you're right. And here's why this is true. The thoughts in your head lead to the beliefs in your mind. And those beliefs are directly correlated with the actions or inactions you take that are directly related to your results, your outcomes, right? So if you believe you can make your month with only X number of opportunities, let's just call it one because that's a really empowering belief to have versus 40 or 50, right? If you believe you can, you're going to take different actions. You're going to have different um, different mindset that's going to lead to different beliefs that, man, I don't need unlimited number of opportunities. I got this. No matter what day of the month it is, and you're going to take different actions. You're not going to be fearful the last couple days of the month. You're actually going to act in faith. You're going to act as if it's already done. The difference between you and the person whose success you'd like to have all comes down to one thing, and that is the difference between the thoughts in your head. Your thoughts in your head are different than the thoughts in their head. And because your thoughts are different, your beliefs are different, and your beliefs are different, therefore your actions are different, and therefore your results. Does that make sense? So I hope that makes sense. Because whether you believe you can or you believe you can't, you are right. You are right. And so hitting and even exceeding your sales goals or not even coming close all comes down to the beliefs that are in our head that begin with our thoughts, okay? So it's important to actually control those thoughts. Now, the good news is that you get to choose what you believe and what you decide to destroy, destroy in terms of beliefs. So the beliefs that aren't serving you, but you have to be aware of the beliefs that aren't serving you. So I might not have known at the time that this belief wasn't serving me. And in fact, I didn't, I didn't realize it wasn't an empowering belief at the time until I realized what started happening was I wasn't selling. I wasn't breaking through that brick wall that I was behind and couldn't get over around underneath or through. I couldn't sell a deal. I couldn't give it away. And that was extremely frustrating. And what I realized was I was like, I kept looking for reasons to blame other people and other situations and things as opposed to taking accountability and responsibility on myself that I was the reason why I wasn't getting those deals. I was the reason why I was missing those opportunities. It wasn't them at all. And so once I realized that that deck of cards, let's just call it a metaphor, was really a disempowering one to have. It was a disempowering metaphor to believe, a disempowering belief that was keeping me back. And so the good news is that we can change our beliefs, but we have to be aware of the ones that are disempowering us. So if a belief ensures, let's just look at it this way. If there's a belief, perhaps it's this one, and maybe you have one of your own, that that pretty much ensures that you're going to play small. And for some of you listening, it might be... It, if, continue playing small if you continue to hold on to this belief and continue looking for a pass 
for when they don't just roll over and hand you their credit card, right? And give you the, and the, and the other, let's just say the opposite end of that, another belief that gives you the mindset, the right mindset, the empowering mindset, the resilience, the relentlessness to find the deal, to find the deal that's there. Which one would you rather have? And if one is guaranteed to pay you more, even if it means you need to work a little harder, perhaps to find it, to find the deal, which belief would be worth having, which belief would be worth owning, right? It's the more empowering one, right? So now here, here are some thoughts, some of the thoughts and the feedback that can really hurt you. And I hear it said a lot, and I've even been exposed to, I've, I've heard it said to me hundreds, if not thousands of times, most likely. Here's what it sounds like. You didn't have anything. Don't worry about it, Joni. You didn't have anything. There was nothing there. It wasn't you. There was something else going on there. It wasn't you. Something we didn't know. Guess whose fault that is? It's not theirs. It's mine. It's mine. Nobody else's fault that there was something that wasn't discovered but mine. I didn't have great enough rapport, perhaps. I didn't, well, clearly. I didn't get down to the real reason why. I didn't find out what was stopping them in their minds from saying yes to themselves today. So it's nobody else's fault. And, it's, and what it does is when we decide to take on that belief that it's them, they didn't have the money, they didn't have the time to do this, they had a wedding coming up, they had a million number of things, an infinite number of possibilities as to why they could not invest into themselves – what it's doing is it's giving us a pass to not own that we lost the sale. So when you recognize that someone who does not end up purchasing from you, you know, provided you actually gave them an offer, you have to give them an offer in order for them to buy from you. And I know certain situations perhaps that, you know, there are situations out there where they're not qualified for whatever reason to give them an offer, but we're not talking about those situations. When you actually give someone an offer to purchase from you and you fail to help them find a way in, now, before I proceed, I do want to say when I use the word failed, it's not a bad thing. It doesn't mean that you are a failure. See, the last thing you want to do is associate yourself with your behavior, for your behavior. So it's not your behavior that you are. You're not your behavior. You failed perhaps at at some point. We all have. I failed. It doesn't mean that I'm a failure. It's when we start equating having failed to being a failure that we start having really big problems. Then the whole confidence, lack of self-confidence, lack of self-worth, lack of all this stuff starts getting in the way because we're equating who we are as a person to our behavior, right? They're two very distinct things. So if you overreact and blow up at someone, for example, and act like it's just a jerk, for lack of a better word right now, it doesn't mean that you're a jerk. You just acted like one. Does that make sense? So failing just means that something you did or did not do didn't work. So you need to evaluate it and do something different next time you're in that situation, right? There's no such thing as failure, only feedback. And you can't course correct. You can't course correct if you're not moving. And if you're not moving, you're never going to make mistakes. 
So you have to be moving in order to fail and in order to get wins, right? You have to be moving. And so when we're moving and we quote unquote fail, that's feedback for, ooh, go this direction. Next time, something that I just did did not work, right? Something that I did or said or did not do didn't work. So what is that? And it allows you that opportunity to go back and really analyze it and say, okay, so what is the, what are the learnings here for me that I can take forward so that in this particular situation, next time it doesn't happen this way. So failure is not failing and it's not you who is the failure. Failure is simply feedback. It's the ability to look at a situation and analyze it and saying, okay, did this get me the result or the outcome I was looking for? And if it did not, then what specifically do I need to do differently next time in order to get a different outcome? Make sense? Now, going back to the missed deal, the missed opportunity, what it came down to was really that you didn't provide a solution for the right problem, the right problem. See, oftentimes we try to solve the wrong problem or you didn't provide a compelling enough solution to the problem, compelling enough solution to the problem, right? It has to compel them. Oh, I get it. That is the solution. I do see value in that. A compelling enough solution to where the cost of purchasing wasn't an issue because value exceeded cost and it was a no-brainer to do it today. The urgency was there. See, most people miss a very important piece that will make them absolutely incredible at this game. And it's so simple. It really is. It comes down to owning that they lost it, that they lost it. They were the ones that lost the opportunity. The reason why the 1% are the 1% more times than not is because they own, they own whether they win or whether they lose. When you look at the vast majority of one percenters out there, they own their faults, they own their failures, and their failures are what got them to their wins. Their failures are what got them to their wins. And what continues to get them to more wins is failing more. It just looks like they never fail, but they really fail a lot. I'll tell you, this was a huge shift for me when I started owning my losses, when I started owning my failures, and I started being able to then look at my missed opportunities, my losses, my failures, my my royal mess-ups, right? And I started saying, what could I have done differently? What will I now do differently going forward? And when you actually own it, only then will you have the ability to reflect upon it like that. Because if we don't own it, then there's no point of reflection. The blame is on them. It's their fault why they did it. And so there's no improvement opportunity that's created. There's no opportunity for improvement because you allowed the space for it. So I really just hope that this helps you to be able to look forward to your future situations and scenarios that you encounter and say, where did I miss and really look at it because we don't want to hold on to it it's the holding on to it that doesn't work right that's what can spiral us down but we've got to take a few minutes in between those misses at least a few minutes and really reflect and say okay where was it was it here was it there did I create enough you know did I really get them to see that there was a problem or did I just kind of assume there was one and they didn't see it 
Did they even feel that this was a problem to them? Or was it my assumption? Did I provide a good enough solution in their minds? I know it was in my mind, but did I do it in their mind? And was, was it an, enough emotion to get them to say yes? Well, if they said no, that's the first clue, right? There wasn't enough emotion involved to push them over the edge. There wasn't perhaps enough urgency involved to push them over the edge. See, the one thing to have emotion, yet do they get that it's today as opposed to someday? I'll never forget what one of my former VPs and mentors of mine ingrained into our heads at least into mine, and that was that it's never them, it's always you. It's never them, it's always you. And he would say, if anyone on this floor, sales floor, wanted to bet him that there was no sale there, like they missed a sale and nobody could have gotten it, there just was no deal, that he would bet like it was like some ridiculous amount, like a million dollars, which is not ridiculous when you're 100% sure of your point, your bet, that there was someone out there that could and would sell them. There's always someone who can and will sell them. Rock stars, take on that belief and you'll make a ton more money. And take on that belief and you'll change a ton more lives because you didn't give up on them. You weren't looking for your ace. You were making your ace. To your unstoppable success rock stars, get out there, create an absolutely incredible day for many of you, depending on when you are listening to this. It is the beginning of your month. Get clear on your goals. Get clear on the outcomes that you're absolutely going to create and get a plan to get you there. It's about strategy, not just wishful thinking. Get a plan to get you there. And lastly, for those of you who are interested in joining us for the High Performance Breakthrough Experience and you want to sell more deals, change more lives, and double your income, you need to be there. Tickets are on sale. I will put the URL in the show notes in the description. Make sure you just go to where the description of this episode is and you will see at the bottom a link to that um, incredible event of transformation and massive breakthroughs. It will be happening and you need to be there. So if you're interested, shoot me a message if you have any questions on that I will get back to you or someone from my team will and we'll make sure that you get all your questions answered all right rock stars get out there create an absolutely amazing day week and month peace if you enjoyed today's episode of the one percent life please leave a review and subscribe to the podcast and make sure to share it with your friends we'll catch you next time